0: Welcome to another episode of the Big Red Dram. I'm your humble host, Jason Langer. As always, thank you for tuning in. <sighs> Take seven. <laughs> um, tried last night to do this podcast and nothing tasted good. I could not get past anything. And I the two bottles I'm going to talk about tonight tasted like crap. And just about everything else that I owned I tried a couple others. I'm like, okay, it can't be these bottles, and it wasn't. It was everything. It was one of those nights that I went through this, gosh, what, three or four months ago, I think, when the Beckers were over, and we were drinking bourbon, and nothing tasted good. I don't know if it was the pork that I had or what, but it just jacked my palate. Everything smelled great, but even that was a little off. It took a little run. Um, through just real quick before I started the seventh take of this podcast today, a day later, and, uh, things taste a little more normal. So we're going to run with it and then hope to get this in. But yeah, it's just been a crazy couple of weeks now, just kind of getting, getting through the, um, chaos of barrel picks all hitting at the same time. Uh, November sixth is going to be a day on the calendar where in all three of my barrel picks that I've done this year all land at the same time. Now we did a Remus pick in February, which was really a lot of fun to pick, and we went through seven different barrels, found a barrel that we really really liked, and ordered it through a, through Narav and his um brother-in-law, and we got it to get shipped up here, which was a huge, a huge help, and um. Really, we're we're looking forward to getting this one, but it just kept getting pushed off and pushed off. Because if you're not, if you've been living in the cave, you don't you don't know that supply chain is just jacked. It's 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 jacked everywhere. What I do for a living is I'm an estimator for RTC. We do a lot of retail displays and and um retail furniture and stuff like that. Just kind of if you've ever been in a um like a Nike store, we kind of do all of the cash wraps and stuff like that. So just getting things over off from offshore, getting things local. People can't find help and materials are getting more expensive and hard to get. And it's the same going with whiskey. So it's getting hard, you know, bottles are short. It's uh, truck drivers are short. So it's hard to get things moved around. So the remus just kept getting pushed off, pushed off. And we kind of noticed that a little bit too, with Elijah Craig last year. Um, but the Ezra we did in June that came in on time. The Charleston we did, gosh, four weeks ago, five weeks ago maybe, and it's early. So Remus late, Ezra on time-ish, and then the uh, Charleston late. And A one was was helped was instrumental in helping with the Ezra and the Remus and Narav, Thank you so much for all of your help with those. Uh, Remus, like I said, should, should be coming any day now. Ezra, I got to go pick up next week. And then Steve was instrumental in helping me with Charleston, Steve and Brian Rainey, and um, we're excited about this Charleston because I had never really heard of them. We we tried their vessies, and it it raised an eyebrow for the price point. It was very good. It kind of reminded me of Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond Seven Year Old, um, a little bit of the McKenna. It's kind of in that that $40, $50 fifty dollar range ish. Um, this actually single barrel is going to be. It's a small um Yield. It must have been a smaller barrel because we only got 114 bottles, um and some Q375s, like six. So we're reaching to get a little collector's bottle because we were we were we saw them and were like, oh, those are cool. <laughs> and they were they were cool enough to get us a small little six pack of them. So uh, I'm excited about that. But um. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's good stuff and and uh, but it's just a funny thing is just coordinating 359 bottles, I think it is total that I've sold through the Wheat and whiskey Club. I'm very proud of that. I'm very thankful to the club for really supporting it and it, it was a bit of a struggle because we were we had two target numbers like for the Remus we were at one seventy. Our our rep at the time before he left Joe was saying yeah you should be around one hundred seventy is a good number that would be probably where you're gonna end up getting plus or minus ten or something like that. We we'll ended up being like one ninety eight and we were so close to the one seventy, but the Ezra is was cheaper. Um, it was you know thirty six versus sixty seven. So the Ezra we. Had God eighty extra bottles. We were targeting around one hundred and sixty. Um, but we, I mean, between us and Narav, we we got them done. So the Ezra we sold out. We're a little short on the Remus right now, Narav's trying to figure out how to help us with that. Um, but we should be able to get through that as well. And I'm just very thankful to the Wheat Whiskey Club. I mean, we've already got I don't know thirty reservations for the um, Casey Vessie's, sorry, Charleston Distilling Company's. Uh, our single brawl pick com- combo pick with, uh, Molloy's. So all good things. <sighs> I don't know why I get myself out of breath doing this probably cause I haven't done enough of these this year. I'm out of shape. I guess you got to get in podcast shape too. Anyway, so we get right to it. So Charleston, we'll start with Charleston distilling company. First little craft distillery out of, um, Charleston, South Carolina. They're actually on John's Island. And, uh, what's cool about these guys is a startup. I think the owner had too much money and decided he wanted to make a distillery. One of those deals. And, um, they really, really do a good job. I mean, there's a lot of variance in the climate where they're at. So they get some barrels that age pretty fast and they've got a good mash bill going. This one's 70, 70, 20, 10, I believe it's 70% corn, 20, 20, 10% rye, I think. Um, they just changed Facebook, and I can't. They keep changing Meta. Sorry, it's Meta now. And it's just, see, so yeah, seventy. Sorry, seventy percent corn, twenty percent winter wheat, ten percent rye. Um, Matthew Welg's official notes who's a great guy, by the way, rich caramel, and just a little rice spice with black pepper and a hint of oak. Um, taste starts with a sweet caramel candy. This is the store pick. This isn't their Vessies. Uh, starts with a sweet caramel candy and alcohol punch. It hits about mid-palate with some mild oak, tannins, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to read it all because I don't have it in front of me yet. Um, but it's good. It's going to be – it's really, really good, actually. And um, it kind of was mind-blowing. It holds itself up to a lot of – you would mistake it for Kentucky bourbon almost if you tried it blind and weren't really aware of it. Um, it's tasty and I'm a fan of the Vessies too. Now it's a, it's the Vessies, which we're going to talk about tonight. Um, lower proof, 94 proof, um, 47%. (sighs) I don't know why I am getting myself all out of breath. Um, um, Vessi straight bourbon whiskey. They they do a lot of clear spirits. They've got a vodka. They've got a gin. They've got an infused gin, uh, and then they've got the bourbon and the rye. Um, that's the, kind of their core lineup. And we're gonna do a tasting of some of their core uh, spirits on November sixth at Malloy's in Glen Ellen. Time to be determined. Um, but it's gonna be exciting to get some people to kind of give these guys a shot because I've never heard of them, and I'm tell you, I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, the Vesties on the nose is, it does, it's, it knows is very much like almost a, it reminds me a little bit of Dickel, the blue label bottled and bond, not any of the cheaper stuff. And some people have a hard time with that one for whatever reason. I really like the, the blue bottled and bond Dickel, the 11 year and the 15, I think I have, is it 15 or 13? It's 11 and 13, maybe, um, but I really enjoy them. And this reminds me a little bit of that, but without that mineral taste, um, it, like I said, it holds itself up with, it holds itself, holds its own against like a heaven hill white label. It reminds me loosely of that. Um, Same kind of nose notes, a little bit of caramel, slight bit of Oak. Some sweet brown sugar notes. And there's a little bit of a baking spice thing going on on the back end of the nose. You got to get it as an after after the initial caramelly, sweet, sugary punch. It's not even really a punch, but whatever. (laughs) So yeah, on the palate, it's much better today than it was yesterday because yesterday was just a very oak, sour wood notes tonight. It's much more subdued. Um, it still has a little bit of a oaky caramel to it uh, with a nice bit of, of rice spice on the back end of it that has a nice warm Kentucky... Sorry, nice warm uh, South Carolina hug that, um that is actually very slow and methodical on its way down. It, it's not a rush. It's not in a rush, which I, I imagine... On John Island, John's Island, things are kind of chill. That's how the finish feels. It feels very chill. <laughs> it's just kind of slow moving, taking its time. Listen to some steel drum music in the background as it's working its way down. It's very chill. Um, I really dig the palm tree. It kind of reminds me of chilling on the beach drinking a whiskey. That's kind of the feel I'm getting with this with this finish going down. Um, it's not, make no mistake, this isn't something that's going to blow your socks off. It's not a whiskey that is going to be complex. This is a smooth, easy drinking, very unassuming, relaxing bottle of bourbon. It's not something that is, um, going to blow your socks off, but it's going to hold up well with some, with everything else that's on your shelf what will blow your socks off is the barrel pick. That one is just a whole other animal. Um, but this, what I love about what I love about this bottle. And for me, it's an 83, but what I love about this bottle is that it is, it's very unassuming. It's very, it just blends nicely into your collection of mid range priced bourbons. It doesn't, um, try to do too much and it isn't short on anything. If that makes sense. Anyway, I'm having technical difficulties here today for some reason. Things get wonky when I restart my podcast seven times because I can't get a thought together. Mm. Yeah, that's so much better tonight. So much better. I do. I like it. I like it for its price point. And I like, I do like the fact that it, it, uh, it does hold its own against some of the other more familiar brands, if you will. On to old St. Nick. Now I've talked about preservation a few times, um, doing different bar sound episodes that I've done and preservation has, has done a good job of being in very small craft, very, very small craft distillery. Um, they're very old St. Nick brand. Um, the Wadi Boone brand, um, cowboy, the, uh, uh, I can never remember the other one and it drives me nuts that I can't remember it. Rare perfection. I couldn't. I can never remember rare perfection for whatever reason. <clears throat> Probably because I don't like it. Or right, let's let me rephrase. I haven't had one I liked yet. Um, very old Saint Nick. I really enjoyed when we were there uh, last year, and then I enjoy it. I tried it again this year. Um, the old Saint Nick I really loved last year was a twelve-year-old. It was just stupid smooth, and it was like a hundred and eighty bucks at the distillery. Um, gosh, I've seen it for as high as three fifty at at uh, Woodman's, and I think Narab has it for two bills. But it, it's just, it's expensive, but it's so deceptively smooth that it makes it being that expensive just a horrible investment idea because you will just just you could if you weren't capable of any self control finish that bottle easily (laughs) because it just goes down so smooth so they didn't have a 12 year there i don't think all they had was the eight there this time and we went uh for guys weekend in august and um i tried the eight and i was like yeah it's still not as good as it's still not what i enjoy and then i tried this uh estate reserve summer rye at 117.4 and i loved it i'm like i gotta have it I didn't even care on what it cost. I'm just like, whatever. I'm not making the same mistake last year as I did this. I'm not making the same mistake this year as I did last, last year. I'm walking out without something. Um, The cowboy rye was one I picked up the last, I think we cleaned off the shelf. Uh, I bought like four or five for some people that uh, are in the baseball team. Some of the dads and they all gave me feedback. They really do like it. I know the Beckers really enjoy it too, but for me, it was this, Saint Nick, and I'll tell you, it's it's very rich on the nose, very rich. Um, it has a nice, delightful spice to it, um, with the nice, typical rye notes. Ooh, it's got a nice little ethanol zap. That's got a lot of a lot of nice dark cherry fruit, um, just delectable notes on it. A little bit of baking spice in the back end, some oakiness. I get a lot of, like, plum and and cherries, like Michigan cherries. Almost a little bit of a Luxardo, too, in there. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Tonight, it's delicious. <laughs> Last night, it was swill. I don't know what I ate. I did something. But, yeah, it is just... It hits the tongue, and it explodes forth in this sugary cherry almost a little bit of maple cinnamon spice that just pops right on your tongue and then it just it, it evaporates and then goes down so smooth there's very little heat on the way down um and that's that's been their thing i mean they really try to blend their whiskeys so that they're they're not hurtful on the way down you know what i mean they're very smooth to drink they're just they're easy sipping and while this one has A bit of a bite to it in terms of uh, the heat on the palate it's not it doesn't make you wince right it's just it's it's intense and that's what it's it's just a big complex full of flavor punch Um, and it's very enjoyable I really do like this bottle Uh, I loved it when I try when I tried it and I had to get it and I'm telling you I'm not disappointed even for the price point Cause it's up there. It was 169, I think. Which stinks. I hope that law in Kentucky gets passed, because I bet you it's about twenty bucks cheaper. So be one fifty, a hundred and fifty dollar bottle at a distillery if they get rid of that stupid they have to buy it back to themselves. <sighs> yeah, this is calming too. It's got a nice just calm nose. Mm. There's a hint of that oaky tannin, sourness, but what was there just burst forth like I just bit into a, a fresh Michigan cherry, and now I've got this cherry uh, taste in my mouth. It's just delectable. Ugh. It's very good. A little warm. It kind of actually it, it sips down easy, and you don't really feel it at first. But now there's some heat buildup going on. That's uh, not unpleasant, not uh, a little unexpected, but not unpleasant, it's very good, very nice. Uh, 86, this is an 86, 87 for me, it's not, again, just a quick review of my scoring system, very few bottles that I own will run below 80. Uh, I have a few in the 70 range uh, 60 range Lafroy 10 comes to mind. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, mellow corn comes to mind. God, I hate mellow corn. Um, it's just, again, it's just, it, it has its place. The Bernheim cask strength or yeah, reminded me f- full proof, whatever you call it. Excuse me. Um, just tastes like a higher proof mellow corn to me, but, Ah, corn. Just ground up the whole corn stalk, corn and everything, all the greenery, and just put it in a bottle. That's what it tastes like to me. Uh, So there's a few that I own that are under, under 60. Why did it just cut out? Under 50 or 60. Man, this thing has just got kind of a mind of its own tonight. I don't even know why it just cut out, but it just cut out. Or something triggered it. Anyway. So, yeah, so there's some, but this just completely derailed me. So when you're in that 80 to 90 range, that's a solid bottle of whiskey. That's a whiskey that I would recommend you get. That's a whiskey That's going to be on your shelf. That's a whiskey. that's going to be something that you want to get all the time. Maybe even get a backup. Um, those eighties are, are special bottles. Now those anything over 90 is probably is something is very special, right? It's something like a, uh, Committee release, Ardbeg Supernova 2015, uh, a Kelpie, uh, a a Balmor Lamerig that uh, I got, a 15 year old that I got from England. Those rare, rare, hard to find whiskeys or those special editions that just deliver on every single level and the nose and the palate, the, the drinkability of it, how it just comes and it comes and it comes and it just keeps coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> That sounds really bad, but in, resp- in respect to flavor and, and depth of flavor, and it just it just keeps com- throwing different things at you. Is probably a better way to put that. Um And it just it just keeps delivering on all the little subtleties. Every time he knows it again, you get something different. There's a, little, a lot of layers to it. Those ninety and above are. I don't want to say unicorns because I've had, I've got unicorns that aren't nineties, but they're just bottles that are just special. They're really, really good. And I don't, I only have a few, but I do have some. And, but the majority of my collection resides in that 80 world and that's good. Um, so yeah, so for this, for the, uh, what did I say? 86. It's just a really, it's got a lot going on and it's, Deceptively smooth for the amount of complexity that it has, but that's again that's preservation's shtick. That's their thing. Last sip, the proof isn't even a factor. One hundred seventeen should have a little bit of bite, but as it soaks into my tongue now, and it's finishing, it re- the heat kind of builds and again, it's, it's the sweet caramel spice, cinnamon spice up front. It kind of breaks into a little bit of an oaky tannic sourness in the slightest respect to sour. And then it bursts into this dark cherry, um, man, almost a cobbler, just like a, Cherry, yeah, like a cherry cobbler with a with a cinnamon cr- uh, crumble crust on top, but all while maintaining a little bit of that rye spice. So it's a, it's it's just all mingled together. It's very well done. It's very well blended. So there you go. Those are that is me on the struggle bus, getting through these two bottles. <laughs> uh, and breathing heavy and being out of shape or whatever the hell my problem is, but thank you for suffering through this with me um I'm excited for next week um i want before I go down to to Effingham I wanna talk about Russell's thirteen. I wanna bring that one out uh did I do a Russell's thirteen already? I don't think I did nope, I did not. I want to talk about Russell's 13. Um, I also want to talk about, um, you know, the plan for the picks and and hopefully have a time for the big pickup party at Malloy's. Um, it's going to be an interesting summer, or, or sorry, interesting winter. I mean, we have my son's first junior high basketball game was today, and it's just, it just I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready for, for winter. November is next week. Christmas is relief. Really, Christmas is eight weeks from Friday. Eight weeks. So I guess it's a good thing that, you know, three barrel picks are coming right now because it's great for Christmas. I've been trying to plug people for buying extra bottles because they do make great gifts. Um, it did help with the Ezra. Um, not so much of the Remus. <laughs> People just see high rye and they think it's going to be a rye and don't realize how how brown sugar honey bomb this is going to be. It's really just it's going to be a lights out bottle. I have, um, if I remember correctly, it's been so long now. But so anyway, so thank you for listening as always. Um, I am beyond humbled for the people that have been listening throughout this year, and I appreciate your patience. If those of you that had listened a lot last year and been waiting for episodes throughout the year this year, it's been um, it's been a struggle to get episodes out just because of work and uh, school and schools and the kids and sports. And I'm going to have to budget my time better. And I still, I want to do some interviews too. Um, with that rig I have set up for doing for traveling and doing portable podcasts, I have used it once, I think. Uh, so yeah, lots, lots to do next year's going to be better. Um, as far as that goes, but lots going on in the next eight weeks. So it'll be interesting, fun at next eight weeks to do some episodes. So again, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, those of you that we whiskey club that do listen. Thank you. Uh, Steve Malloy, I know you listen. Thank you. And then, uh, to Narav, if you do listen, thank you. I'm not sure if you do or not. I know you're super busy. Everybody's busy. And Steve, congrats again on the daughter. Um, I'm sure you've been just crazy yourself at home with that and getting everybody settled in. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. And uh, to everyone out there, I hope you're out and enjoying whiskey on at a time.